0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Faithfully Unafraid. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about Halloween and what that looks like from a Christian standpoint. Um, I've been kind of nervous to talk about this, but it's just something that I feel like we need to talk about because I also feel like there's so many people talking about it because everybody and their mama has an opinion about it on the internet. Um, And for those of you who aren't on social media a whole lot, maybe you didn't realize that people like have knocked down dragouts about <laughs> about what this looks like and about what it should look like and about what Christians should do, should not do, and all of that. There are so many opinions out there. Um, so I just, first and foremost, I want to start off with saying that I hope you hear my heart in this, um, and I'm not saying that I am right about this at all. This is just kind of where I am with it, um, and it's been pretty interesting. If you're like me, you've probably never really dug into the history of Halloween or thought about, you know, what is that going to look like practically as a Christian parent uh, with young children? Like, what are our traditions going to be and all that kind of stuff? Um, for for us, we didn't really have these conversations. Y'all know, we went through infertility forever. So there's a lot of conversations that we didn't have um, because that kind of, took over our lives for a little while and we just didn't, um, have these kind of conversations because I do think too, like you, your perspective changes once you have little kids in these situations and you think about the legacy that you are wanting to pass on to your children and what you're wanting to teach them and stuff like that. So yeah, I never really dug into it a lot until the past, I would say a couple of years, maybe the past, like I've already said before, you know, the past three years have just been kind of crazy for me. I've dug into a lot of things and tried to learn a lot of things. So Um, Last year, I really struggled because there was the majority of um, Christian—I mean, I hate the word influencers, but the majority of Christian accounts that I followed online um, shared very, very, very zealous, very strong, um, very—basically, like, if you're a Christian, you— Need to go inside your house and turn off the lights and don't participate in Halloween at all um, and if you do your worship in satan <laughs> and clearly any God-fearing Christian like doesn't want to do that that's not going to be their intention or whatever. so last year we went to I don't even remember what the parade was for there was like a festival and a parade that we went to um, it was like a pet parade um, in my in-law's hometown and, you know, the kids could wear costumes and all that kind of stuff. So they dressed up like a unicorn and a fireman and got candy and, you know, that was that. And yeah, there were like spooky things out and about because I can't control what other people do. Um, but this is kind of what puts your feet to the fire and makes you think about these things because your kids are, if you're going to be out trick-or-treating or do anything of, that nature like your kids are going to see things like that and honestly you don't even have to do that last week we were driving home um, from town and we drove by two houses that had very scary Halloween decorations in the yard and my son lost his mind and I hate that yeah I do but um again we live in a world where we are in the world not of the world but our kids are going to be exposed to these things so I think It is very important for me, this is my conviction, um, for us to know what the Bible says and where we stand on this so that we can teach our children um, that we do not live in fear, that we are able to discern what is going on in the world, and that we go to God for that discernment and that wisdom, um, not Instagram. Because Instagram be wild, (laughs) y'all. It just is wild sometimes. In this digging, there are so many sermons, there are so many podcast episodes, so many articles, so many blogs that you can find that talk about different um, different parts of the history of Halloween. And is it a pagan religion? Is it something with Christian roots? Is it straight out satanic? Um, and honestly, this is frustrating, but that answer changes depending on what source you go to. Um, so my first piece of advice is to know your source. Don't just listen to, um, you know, some person on Instagram or even a pastor or whatever, if it's not someone that you know um, and know the fruit of their life and know like they have a track record of things that are biblical um, and that you can trust, then don't go to them for something like this because it's probably going to just confuse you more. Um, For me personally, um, I have uh, Felicia Masonheimer has a podcast called Verity and she has an episode called Discerning Halloween. I'll link it in the show notes of this one. I think she does a really good job of talking about the history and different ways that Christians can view Halloween. And she even shares kind of what her family does and how that has changed from year to year. Um, also, this is super interesting because they don't necessarily agree on this, but I love Allie Beth Suckey. I love her podcast, Relatable. Um, I think she does an amazing job. She's one of the reasons why, as a young Christian woman, I was like, oh, we do need to know what's going on in politics. Because she was like that voice. To me, you know, she, we have similar worldviews and stuff like that. So anyways, she has a podcast called Relatable. In one of the episodes, she had the guys from another podcast called Cultish on there. And they talked about the history and it was really fascinating to me. A lot of the things that they talked about um, said that all, a lot of these things that we hear and see shared about the history of Halloween are, it's just kind of like the telephone game, like so-and-so said it. And, you know, by the time it goes through 15 people, it's something totally different. Um, So they kind of share like actual history on that episode. I'll link that one in the um, show notes too, because I thought that it was super fascinating. Um, But they really drove home the point of knowing your sources and knowing where all of this is coming from. Um, And one of the things that they shared that fascinated me the most, I did not know this, because every year, I mean, if you're in any way, shape or form around Christians on the Internet in October you're at least once going to see this. Um, there's a graphic that is shared around multiple times that says, I don't even know if this is an accurate picture of him or not, but anyways, the Church of Satan, the guy who started that, um, his name was Anton LaVey. I think I'm saying that right. Um, and they ha- they're they presenting it like it's a quote that he said. And it says something to the effect of, um, I'm super surprised to see Christian parents letting their children worship Satan one night out of the year. Um obviously that's going to get likes and shares and clicks and all these things, you know, it's very emotionally driven. Right. Um, but this is what I learned. Apparently he never said that the church of Satan actually came out. I took, I found it on Twitter, um, in 2020. Um, and they said that there is no evidence of him saying this. Like, so I, I did my own, you know, internet research <laughs> And every single source that you see that says that he says this is another Christian website. Um, And that is convicting to me because that is just um, Christians. When we spread things like this, that is not true. It is a lie to say that somebody said something that they did not say. It is a lie. It is gossip and it is slander. And we're just sharing these things. I guess we think that we're convicting somebody, but newsflash, we're not the Holy spirit. It's not our job to convict someone. Um, but it's it's just all around wrong. So I just share all this to say, be mindful of what you're sharing, the resources that you're, or the sources that you're getting it from, and um, just make sure that it is true. So I'm going to try really hard not to be all over the place with this, but I have like three pages of notes and I've been praying about this for a while and I have a lot of scripture I'm going to share. So we're just going to jump into it. Um, so one of the arguments that you hear is that Halloween is Satan's day. Um, And that is why Christians shouldn't partake in it. And I take issue with that because I believe that God is all powerful and all sovereign and God owns everything. Like it is not Satan's day. It's impossible for Satan to own a day because we are God's, we are God's creation. Um, So when people say that, I'm like, but is it really, is it really though? Does he really own anything? Um, to that, I would just say, sorry, I'm trying to pick up my Bible. Um, to that, I would just say in Psalm. Sorry, I thought I had it flagged. Psalm chapter uh, 24, verse 1 says, The earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants belong to the Lord. For he laid, this is verse 2, For he laid its foundation on the seas and established it on the rivers. Um, And so I just think, I mean, you don't have to read even half the Bible to see that Uh, we are gods. God made us. I don't think that Satan has the power to own a day is what I'm trying to say with that. Enough with that point. Let's move on. (laughs) Um, Another thing that I think about when people talk about this is that they talk about how it is such an evil day because um, there are evil spirits out, demonic forces and, you know, people practicing witchcraft. This is another newsflash. They're doing that every day. People who worship Satan and are in the occult and into, a lot of people don't believe that that is real. And I would be very careful digging into that. Um, there are people who practice witchcraft. There are people in these satanic realms that are just playing with super evil forces. The Bible tells us to not do that. Don't even be involved with that. Don't have anything to do with mediums or, you know, witches or whatever and have, it might not say the word witches, but y'all know what I'm saying. Like, we're not supposed to try to like dig into these, um, powers. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, like they're everywhere and they're every day. They're not more evil on October 31st uh, just because there's decorations for it. You know what I'm saying? Like they're evil equally every day. Um, so I I think that in that you do need to be mindful because I'm actually, I've become friends with a girl on Instagram who um, used to be into that and she is highly sensitive to it all and very, obviously she has very strong viewpoints about all of it, um, but in my mind, this is how I thought about it. So like when someone is, say they used to be an addict or an alcoholic or whatever, um, and God saved them from that, well, you're not gonna invite them out for margaritas. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) like you're, they're gonna have, um, different views on alcohol consumption in the Christian world than say somebody who didn't have that background. Does that make sense? Um, and we know, like, the Bible says that drunkenness is a sin. It doesn't say that alcohol consumption is a sin. So um, I, I just think that people have personal convictions about these things, and I think we need to give grace and respect to that. And instead of making blatant statements like, if you let your kid dress up um, and go get candy, then you're worshiping Satan. Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't like that. I don't agree with it at all. Um, okay, so this is going to be a big chunk of scripture that I'm fixing to read, but one of the things that I see a lot of Christian people on the internet talk about when they talk about this is how we are supposed to be um, the light in a world of darkness. So I'm going to read to you from Ephesians chapter five verses, I think one through 21. Okay. Okay. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness, I can never say that word correctly, (laughs) must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Ooh, that was a lot. Um, okay, before I talk about that, I'm going to read from Romans really quick too. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. Sorry, I have two different Bibles in front of me. I'm trying to pick them up. <laughs> okay, uh, verse 11 says, Besides this, since you know the time, it is already the hour for you to wake up from sleep, because now our salvation our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Amen. Every day we're closer, right? The night is nearly over and the day is near, so let us discard the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk with decency as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual impurity and promiscuity, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and don't make plans to gratify the desires of the flesh. I mean, I'm not a preacher. I'm not, I haven't studied um, theology. This is not a theology podcast, but that's good. That's good right there. Um, okay. So I wanted to share those. And I, when I first read the thing in Ephesians, in Ephesians, this is what I want to talk about because everybody that shares that in opposition to Halloween says, you know, you were like, don't celebrate darkness, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So the examples of sin, and I'm not saying this is like an all inclusive list of sin. Obviously we know there are other sins in this than this, but I think it is important for us to remember that context does matter. Um, when we were reading, and the specific sins that are listed out are things like sexual immorality, jealousy, foolish talk, drunkenness, crude joking, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, All of these things are sin, and as Christians, we are not to partake in them. Um, but you don't see people <laughs> saying, "If you make a crude crude joke, you're worshiping Satan." Do you see what I'm saying here? Like. This is an example of us taking scripture to support ideas that we believe or even convictions that we have, even if it is well intended. You know, we're trying um, to protect our brothers and sisters. Like, I just think that we need to be careful. Um, and this, again, this is my opinion. Um, but what I think the overarching um, goal of that as telling us that we are to be light instead of partaking in darkness. Um, is telling us like, I guess all the regular sins, I don't even know another way to say that, but all the things that are just so commonplace in today's society, um, you know, like it's jealousy, um, lying, don't even get me started about the sexual immorality, like that is just rampant on every level. I just think that we should maybe ask God to help us be more sensitive to those things um, instead of screaming that everybody is worshiping Satan because they want to get candy. I hope that you hear my heart in that, and I hope that that makes sense, what I'm trying to say. Um, so, moving right along. Oh, <laughs> this is just something I thought about. This is so funny. A few weeks ago, so my kids and I um, went to eat lunch with him at his job, and it was so funny. My son was insistent that morning that he was going to wear his uh, dinosaur costume, which is also a fun like. it's this okay I'm stumbling over my words sorry um it's not a sin to dress up in costume like if it's not a sin for us to dress up in costume to go to um eat lunch with my husband just because my kid is three and wants to be a dinosaur that day it doesn't mean that I'm letting him sin because I let him dress up in a costume on October 31st does that make sense Like, I I just think that sometimes people can be extremely legalistic with this. And I say this with grace and compassion and love and from a heart that potentially was there last year. Like, I felt some type of way about us even going to the parade last year or, like, we went trick-or-treating at, like, a few people's houses that we know and love, um, and I still felt so awkward about it. And I—honestly, I think it was me being legalistic— um, because of like posts I had seen on Instagram. I had not gone to the Lord about it. I had not prayed about it. I had not asked the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying that one day that that's what we'll do every year or that the Holy Spirit might not change my mind or change our hearts or whatever. Um, it's not just my mind. It is me and my husband. We are married. We are a team. We make these decisions together. Um, that's another topic we'll reach in just a second. But, um, I just, I just think that we need to be less legalistic about these things um, and more gracious and respectful to everyone Um, because we know we are to do all things to the glory of God. Um, And I just think that people can get really extreme with these things. Like if you're going to say that, um, you know, going trick-or-treating or or doing a trunk-or-treat at a church or whatever, if you're going to say that is um, sin because it has pagan roots or because it um, has some ties to the devil. I mean, we wouldn't say the same thing about the internet that we're on every day and Lord knows that's the devil's playground. Or, you know, we wouldn't say the same thing about us wearing a Nike shirt. And we know that, I mean, Nike is just one of many companies that has like questionable morals and values. Um, you know, we, that's a whole nother topic that we'll have one day. But like shopping, spending our money at companies that has values that don't align with ours as a Christian, like we all have an Amazon account, y'all. They do not have Christian values. They donate money to Planned Parenthood every year. Like that's a whole nother topic for another day. But what I'm saying is if we're going to be consistent with those convictions of saying, I don't participate in this because it has pagan roots or because it doesn't glorify God, um, we just need to be consistent in that. I hope that is received with love, and I hope you hear my heart (laughs) because I do love you. Um, So I want to talk about how can we participate as a Christian, what are things that we can do, and if you don't have young kids, it might not even matter to you, like you can just ignore it and pretend like it's a normal day and, you know, whatever, but I'm specifically speaking to the people who have kids who, whether they're in public school or not, they're going to know that they're, you know, this is a very... um, It's a very materialized holiday. I mean, I didn't even look it up, but I'm sure there's billions of dollars spent on Halloween. Like the marketing for it is insane. Um, So one thing that I think is really, really cool that we can do is talk about the Reformation. Um, This is going to be very brief, but if you don't know what the Reformation is, so on October 31st, 1517 in Germany, Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses to the church door basically saying that we are um, declared righteous because of what Jesus has done for us, not by traditions or works or anything that is deemed appropriate by the church in 1517 or right now in 2023. We are justified by faith alone in Christ alone, not um, anything to do with works or anything. So if you want to do some fun research, look up the Protestant uh, Reformation and what Martin Luther did and what that did for the church as a whole. Um, because it's awesome. I never knew what the Reformation was until a couple of years ago. And I absolutely, like my children, we talk about it, you know, they, they don't understand the whole thing of it yet, but it is, that is a tradition that I want to instill in my children. Um, that every year when the world is doing like normal Halloween, whatever, I want us to do, reformation stuff. Like I want them to know what the reformation is and thank God for Martin Luther and his boldness, you know, like the, um, the gospel was just being taught in a very different way than what is the true gospel of Jesus Christ. So I'm thankful for that. I want my kids to know about that. Um, another thing, this, I heard this on a podcast I listened to about this. Um, and at this point I've listened to so many, I can't even remember where it was from. I'm really sorry. I think it was maybe courageous parenting. Um, but they said that one year, Again, because they said that, you know, this doesn't look the same every year for them. But one year, they passed out candy um, to their neighbors. And they did, like, the big, like, regular, the good candy. You know, like, the big size (laughs) candy bars and stuff. um, And put scripture on it. And I was like, well, that is so cool. Because that's not, like, (laughs) just passing out a Bible tract to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying the Bible's not enough. But you know what I'm saying? You're giving them candy and scripture. Like what a way to minister to somebody who may not have ever been exposed to scripture before. Like I thought that was a really cool idea. And it's also embodying the whole idea of hospitality and loving our neighbor because y'all, there's not another day of the entire year where you literally, not necessarily where I live because we kind of in the country, but depending on where you live, you don't have people come into your house. You don't have people just it's not that easy to minister to people because they're not literally coming to you knocking on your door for it. So I think as Christians, we should take this as an opportunity to love our neighbor, to share the truth with them, to um, welcome them and to just plant seeds. Like, I don't know. I thought that was a really cool idea. Um, Another thing that I think is really cool that you can do is go to a church function. Um, And this also gets a bad rap because a lot, and I will say rightfully so, Um, A lot of people say that churches having a trunk or treat is just um, making a politically correct version of Halloween, basically. Um, And a lot of people do that because they feel they may not feel safe going door to door. I mean, times are crazy. There are pedophiles everywhere. Like, there are also pedophiles in some churches. That's a whole nother topic we'll talk about. But. there, a lot of parents don't feel safe taking their kids door to door to go trick or treating, which is understandable. Like times are crazy, you know, um, I don't even go to the store without making sure we have protection, you know, so like I get that sentiment. Um, I'm one of those moms who's always very, very, very mindful, especially if my husband's not with me, um, But anyways, a lot of people go to that. And again, I think the church function thing should be an opportunity to share the gospel, an opportunity to love on your community, to love on your neighbors, to make them feel welcome and invited to come to church, to hear the gospel, to, you know, do life with y'all. Like, I just think that's a really cool opportunity. I do think that it is very important with the whole trunk or tree whatever you want to call it, at church, I think it needs to be done with intention. Like, your intention should be what I just said. It shouldn't just be to come and invite people to wear not scary costumes and pass out candy and that be it. Like, no, it should be very gospel-centered, just like anything in our lives. Like, that's as Christians, that is what we should do. Um, So I think that we just need to be mindful that it is very intentional, that we are— Um, using it as like a community outreach kind of thing and just pouring truth into our neighbors. I think that's a great idea. Um, So just some, I'm going to wrap this up really quick because I've had a lot of coffee and I'm I'm like sweating because I was nervous about this (laughs) more than you wanted to know. I know, but just to wrap this up, I just wanted to share, like, again, we are to do everything to the glory of God. If I can, um, let my kids have fun and it not be like, no, I'm not taking my kids to a haunted house. First of all, I'm afraid of cat and I have never been to a haunted house because so I'm the girl I'm getting derailed, but I'm the girl who literally can't watch. We don't watch a whole lot of TV here anyways, but I've never been able to watch scary movies. I've never been able to, my husband will tell you like if we are watching something on TV and a commercial comes on and it's like a preview for a horror film, like y'all that should be illegal because I legit will have not for like, four months like I just I can't do scary stuff I just don't like it and I don't think that that's like necessarily a Christian versus not Christian thing I have just never liked uh scary stuff um but yeah if you can like have fun with your kids and um use these moments to glorify the Lord and I think that you need to um ultimately with everything, with every single topic. First of all, you and your spouse need to pray about it together, go to the word together, make these decisions together. Um, because hypothetically, this is going to be another pod, uh, podcast topic, but you know, the husband is the head of the family and the head of the household. So if the husband is like, yeah, we're going to go trick or treating, like it's going to be fine, whatever. And the wife is completely anti, like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm not going to let my kids worship Satan or whatever. You need to communicate that with one another. But I think ultimately we are to be submissive to our husbands. Like, I probably just lost half the audience right there. (laughs) But that goes for any topic, not even just Halloween. For um, big decisions for our family, ultimately the husband is going to be held accountable to God for how he— led the family um, and as the spiritual leader. So I think that we need to be respectful of our roles too. That's a whole different, that's another part of Ephesians we'll talk about later. (laughs) I got to wrap this up because I feel like I'm making everybody mad. Um, But I'm just saying, this is not a decision that is to be made by just one person in the marriage. Like both uh, husband and wife together needs to make this decision in God. Like, together. I mean, prayerfully, you're on the same page and your goal both is to glorify God, right? So I think you should talk about this together. Talk about your concerns. Like there's ton, there are tons of times, obviously y'all can tell I'm a talker and I'm, I'm going to say how I feel. Okay. Um, but there have been tons of times where I didn't even need my husband to like agree with me or for things to go the way I said. I just needed to, to be able to express to him my concerns or whatever and to know that I was heard. Amen? Like, I feel, I know I'm not talking to myself on this. I feel like so many women feel this way. Like, we don't want you to fix it or make this happen. We just want you to hear us, you know? So anyways, remember that, ladies. This is a decision to be made with your spouse um, in a God, God-honoring way. The next point I have is, I feel like I've said this a million times already, but rely on the Holy Spirit to convict you, not the internet, not uh, people are very emotional on the internet because we, the algorithms are driven by things that are, um, that get a rise out of people, whether it be good or bad. So it's the things that you're going to see the most that show up in the algorithms and stuff like that are going to be the things that get liked and shared a lot. Um, or the most comments or whatever. So semi like not, I don't even want to say controversial things, but just things that like create conversations like that. Um, that is what you're going to see. So I just want to tell you and this was me I needed somebody to tell me this last year sometimes you just need to put your phone down get off the internet the internet Instagram is not your Bible okay Instagram or some influencer or some preacher whatever is not the Holy Spirit God uses people in our lives absolutely to show us the error of our ways and to convict us and stuff like that but The wise thing to do is to go to scripture, go to God, go to the source of not only conviction, but our redemption. Like, why would I rely on somebody on the internet who doesn't even know that I exist other than, I mean, I'm numbered to them, you know, like if I follow them, why would I rely on them for conviction when they can't do anything about it anyways? They can't fix my brokenness. They can't um, restore my heart. They can't forgive my sin. They don't hold that power. Sister, put your phone down and go to Jesus. Okay? Okay. Um, (laughs) Again, I'm not trying to yell at you. I'm just saying, I needed somebody to tell me that last year because I like went way down the whole, the legalism part of this. Um, And the last thing I want to share is just that as God honoring Bible believing, Jesus worshiping Christians, it is okay to have different views on this What is not okay is for us to be disrespectful and to slander one another. We're not talking about big salvation issues, and we're not talking about um, things that God very clearly in Scripture says that are sin. We are talking about things that I believe—you may think I'm wrong, and that's okay. That's what the point of this um, is—that I believe are, like, secondary or even third-tier, fourth-tier issues. Um, So I think that we— need to be able to hear each other out. That is okay. We can have respectful dialogue and communication about this. We can, you know, ask questions of each other and press into scripture and all of that. But with that, I just want to remind you to be mindful of number one, the context of the scripture that you're reading. Um, And just to be gracious with one another, you know, like sanctification is a process and we're not all on the same journey and at the same point. So I just think that we need to be gracious and calm down with the the finger pointing and the, um, you know, this ex, witch told me that Halloween was satanic. So I'm not doing it and you shouldn't either Christian. We just need to calm down. Okay. I love you. I can't wait to see you next week. I hope you'll come back. I hope it didn't make you mad. (laughs) If I did, that's okay. You can text me. We can talk about it. Okay. Bye.